It is Thursday night, and you know what time it is? It is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. Ooh, we got a good guest tonight. This dude has been in my life for about five years now, six years, and we met in um, at, at a acting class, Jeremy London's acting class, and he has gone on to not to to be in shows such as Preacher and and CSI. Uh, but most importantly, he was in Monsters Anonymous and uh, not only acted in it, but was also one of the producers that kept me from having a nervous breakdown, <laughs> Mr. Jason Edwards. Hey, thanks for having me, man. And, and I want to tell you before we get started, that was I, I really miss those times in life. Uh, that was a great couple years run, and I appreciate yeah. the opportunity that uh, you gave me from the movie and the idea because who knows where i'd be right now well dude i mean you know we met each other in acting class what what was it like 2015 14 15 and and jason was the dude that in class that had been you know doing it for a few years and was just everybody in class knew was just like all right this dude's a real actor (laughs) like this dude knows what he's doing so we all kind of looked up to you and um you know, after being in class for about a year or so, I guess, was we had um, Jeremy was out of town for like the week, a week or two, like off doing a movie or something. And you suggested that uh, us from class, we should go and hang out at Chili's and just have yep. dinner. And so we all went to Chili's and hung out, just get to know each other. And um, we suggest, and I don't know who suggested it, but they might have been you who talked about we should do a short film, you know, five to 10 minutes long. And just as a kind of a class project and, you know, just something short and sweet that we can submit to film festivals and have something for our reel. And I, you know, I threw the idea out there. I was like, Hey, hey you know, nobody really had an idea of what they wanted to do, but I had kind of the seed of an idea that became monsters anonymous. And I told Jason, I was like, well, I kind of have this idea. What do you think about it? And, you were like, dude, go home and write it, and we'll we'll see. And I went home that night, and I wrote seven pages. And I think I sent it to you right after I did it, but I got all the way up to the uh, the Elizabeth monologue, I think. Like, most of the beginning was still the same, but we got up to the Elizabeth monologue. And I was like, dude, I have no idea how to end this thing. So that was when I sent it to <laughs> Wally, too. And, you know, Wally really cleaned it up and we had about seven or eight different endings that we went through and we could never really settle on anything. And we, we just kind of slapped one on and we actually did a table read for it. Yeah. With I everybody from class. And you were actually going to be, uh, um, you were going to be Wolfman, Vlad Dracula. In the no, beginning. I was going to be, well, I, I no. think maybe that came up, but then I also was going to be Wolfman yeah, for a while, too. Because it was between you and Frank. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was going to play uh, Frankenstein because I didn't want to have to learn any lines, <laughs> which is weird because I ended up having to learn, like, an entire monologue for, for the movie. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. And uh, But actually, like, I... I really regret one thing because don't get me wrong. I love how the movie turned out, but you know, I wish you could have had a bigger part in it though. Like, but don't get me wrong. You were instrumental in getting that movie made. Like if it wasn't for you and Darnell and, and uh, Brent, that movie would not have gotten made. You guys kept me from going crazy <laughs> trying to get that thing made, but I wish we would have had a bigger part for you in there. But you had the coolest oh, makeup, though. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I still I put that po- picture up every Halloween, and I get a ton of comments on it. So, yeah. uh, but I think just that process of learning a very minimal amount of of what I did as a producer, but just kind of learning how to get something from an idea and talking some friends into it to helping see it all the way onto a movie theater is yeah. crazy. So, so commends to. You and everybody else, too. That was that was a great time. Well, it was weird because, you know, we didn't know if it was going to get made until yeah. the the Kickstarter funded. And then we had a month, a month to, to get this thing ready to be filmed. And it was just like, I don't know what to do. And we none of us knew what to do. We were just like, yeah. what do we do? 
It was crazy. Yeah. I cannot. It that movie came out so good in spite of itself. Like it should have been a yeah. complete disaster. Yeah. But originally, shout out. Oh, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I was gonna say shout out to Brian Taz oh, too yeah. for uh, all of his editing. Oh, he yeah. worked the camera, and but I mean, he he put the final touches that really made it from something that you know may have come out amateurish to something that was I'm really proud of. Yeah, absolutely. And how did that kind of um, help you along the way? Like, kind of talk about everything you've done since then, because this was 2016 that um, that Monsters Anonymous was made and then started its Give festival me w- run. One second, I'm going to grab a uh, charger from my phone real quick. Sorry. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't know if you know this, Jacob, but uh, originally Monsters Anonymous was just going to be uh, filmed over one night with we were man, me and Jason were going to throw in like a thousand dollars a piece, and we were going to make it for two grand, <laughs> and just like with like uh, Halloween store makeup, and I can't imagine yeah. what it would have been at that point <laughs> if we'd have made it that original way. Yeah, yeah I remember you telling me that briefly. That that would have uh, I don't know if we would have been happy with it. We would have had something done, but I don't know yeah. if we would have been happy. And then Crystal Shannon came in, and now she's running makeup on one of the Walking Dead series. So mm-hmm. her talents were definitely uh, oh, yeah. what set our makeup apart for sure. So, um, but yeah, I think after that, it just gave me a lot of confidence to really go for it, you know, in producing. And I, I started working with a lot of people on. Um, on the producing side and kind of just, you know, independent films and just getting on as many sets as I could. And I learned a ton from that. I've worked as a script supervisor and learned a lot from that. And so all the behind the scenes stuff really helped me have confidence when I actually got a few acting parts to feel like I knew what I was doing, or at least that I was comfortable on a set. Yeah. So what was that like when you got the call that you were actually going to be in Preacher? Because Preacher is one of my favorite shows of the last few years. Well, yeah, I'll, me too. Thank you. Uh, I'll be super honest with you. I, I had a week or two prior to that, I had read for a bartender that was like two lines. And I was like, I, and I didn't get it. And I was like, how can I not get this part? (laughs) I mean, I've been thankfully reading for it pretty regularly, but this was just like, it was one of the final episodes of the season and I was just bummed. And then all of a sudden I got this great opportunity to read for a clerk in the liquor store. And I didn't really know what that was, but read the script and it was, you know, kind of a a douchey, you know, semi racist, (laughs) uh, comments that I had to, to make and, and, um, then did the audition and found out I got it. And, and I, I had seen Ruth Nega in uh, Loving, and I loved her in that, but I didn't know much else about her. I hadn't watched Preacher a lot other than, like, kind of prepping for auditions. Um, but then after I got the part and got on set, it was that was so awesome to work on. Mm-hmm. I remember as soon as I saw that episode, your your part came up, and I was just, like, calling everybody's like, I know that guy! I know that guy! <laughs> it yeah, was, it was, I mean, that was a great scene and great – she was so awesome to work with and so nice and just welcoming, so that, that was cool. And then I had a, actually had a stunt double first time ever. Really? Um, most of it most of it I did, but just the head slam, like, actually into the glass was, oh, yeah. was a stuntman, so it just huh. happened really quick. Man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I've had I had a, a body double for uh, for Servi, but I've never had a, a an actual like like stunt double. That, uh, that's that's yeah, I mean, a, that's he, something to add to the resume, man. You've had a, an actual stunt double, <laughs> and that wasn't fake either. Like that guy Oof. slammed his head into the glass. <laughs> I wish I could remember his name to give him a shout out, but uh, yeah. it's cool watching that show though, because literally almost our everybody in our class has had a, a small role in that show. Like I'm yeah. just watching. I'm like, oh shit, there's Creek. And then, you know, yeah. like, oh, there's Sheenan. Like, she played uh, Elizabeth in Monsters Anonymous. And, like, yeah, just watching. I see so many people I know in that show, yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, that show, and there's, there's been a lot of other New Orleans shows locally that I, I'll go and watch um, shows that were on prior to when I really started pursuing acting. And I'll notice people that now I know from classes or from other things I've worked on, and it's just such a great community here of, of talented actors. 
yeah, in New it, Orleans. It's crazy. Like uh, the people that were in Monsters Anonymous that have gone on to to have really careers that are starting to take off. You know, like you and Sheenan, and especially Dan Levy. He's had some pretty big roles up until this point. And yeah. it's so cool to just be watching TV or watching a show or a movie and be like, I know that person. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, it's, it's, it's enjoyable to watch film still, but now I'm more watching like to see my friends and other than like seeing the story. So it's kind of a different way of watching stuff that I do now. Yeah. So have you ever thought, cause you are a very funny dude. Like we've done some uh, scenes in class together where you had me cracking up. Have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? I've thought about it a lot, actually, and maybe we can have a, a therapy session here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do it, but I just feel um, it's like the most vulnerable, most um, frightening thing I think I could do like I could you could put me on stage in front of 10,000 people delivering like some speech and I'd be okay on a movie set I don't usually get nervous um but just being like right there you something you wrote in front of an audience that freaks me out really but I want to do it yeah I mean I want to maybe I mean what advice do you have for somebody Um, who is in my position well what would your advice be Jacob because you're you're definitely way more um, uh, I want to say braver. Like you, you're kind of more just. You don't care. Like you'll just go out there and just say the most insane shit. And uh, I don't know. Yes, what, what... I, I have. <laughs> I have massive testicles. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, really, coming from your position as an actor, I mean, you're you're cut from the perfect cloth to do stand up because there's a reason. We see so many pure stand-ups like um, Kumail Nyanjani, Pete Holmes, people like that, who have only ever done stand-up and then go to being leading men in Hollywood mm. because it's it's the same material. Like if you can do a monologue in front of all those people and you have the acting down because you have to act in stand-up because yeah. that's that's half of it is the delivery. Mm. So yep. you already have that down. So the only thing you have to get down is writing your own funny material. And so if you write it like you're writing your own funny monologue, which I'm sure you've had to do before being on the production side, then, I mean, it's it's all the parts. You already have the tools to do it. It's just you really do have to be methodical about how you do it. Because there are so many people that do it the wrong way that just go to a bar and get hammered. It's like, I'm going to do this fucking comedy thing. You're not funny. And then just get up there and bomb. (laughs) Yeah. But if you go to your local open mics and you're, you're in new Orleans, correct? Right. Yeah. I know so many people out there, dude, there's so many mics to go to in a single night. Mm -hmm. Just go to an open mic and watch what to do and what not to do from all the other comics talk to the other comics and they'll all welcome you into the group. Mm. There's not going to be anyone that says, Hey, you shouldn't do this. And, uh, after that, just show up back up with your material and go for it. Yeah. We know Mm. some comics over there that would welcome you with open arms over there. And and Jacob really hit the nail on the head, especially for me. Like I was always scared to do stand up comedy too, but I also think that, uh, cause the first time I did comedy was, I guess before I started really getting into acting and I was, I sucked. <laughs> it was bad Ask Jacob. He saw it. And, yeah. <laughs> but once you get like the tools that me and you both have now, as far as being able to memorize lines and things like that, being able to know, have timing to, to say things a certain way, how words have different words that can have a different effect and that's the biggest thing is um, really like just being able to say something a certain way. Like you can actually have something that's not that funny, but if you say it in a funny way, it'll hit just as hard as like the, the funniest joke. So I think you are, as an actor, you already have the tools to be able to get up there. I think just you should write yourself a good solid five minute set and practice it. And just do it a couple of times. And it's going to evolve over time, you know, because yeah. it took me, what, a year, year and a half to build up a, a, a good, solid 25-minute set. 
yeah that i was gonna do in may but never happened because of course we got locked down but you know i'm still i'm gonna build it back up to the point where i can do that 25 minute set without looking at notes without you know having to have that crutch of having to have that little sheet of paper up there and sometimes i just after a while i got to the point where i would just put like the bullet points and just know the jokes in my head but i just wanted to keep something there to kind of you know, this is where I go after this. This is where I go. And you're going to be able to string all that stuff together. And we already have the tools as far as memorizing lines. So, I, And plus, your personality, the way you can deliver lines and stuff, dude, I think you would be killer as a stand-up comedian. Well, thank you. I, I've been watching a lot of comedians and, and watching uh, their sets as they tour, you know, doing the, the talk shows and then doing, like, uh, if there's, like, clips of them at an actual uh, bar or something doing the same jokes. And it's so mm-hmm. interesting how precise it is and how um, structured, like the inflection, the pauses are the exact same. Like everything is, mm-hmm. is exactly the same. Yeah. How do you navigate? Like, I guess my biggest fear with, with film, I don't have to worry about the reaction till later. And then mm-hmm. I don't actually <laughs> see the person saying you sucked. <laughs> you know? um, I have done live theater and I guess that because that's a community, there's a lot of people on stage and we have, yeah. we're all working together it's lot it's less um and i'm playing a character versus myself so i think those are all the reasons why it scares me i, I did do uh polar express uh train ride in new orleans which oh, i'll relate cool. a, a little bit to uh stand up <laughs> just like a train full of kids that are just like when is this gonna be over this is awful <laughs> it's like yelling at you and you're trying to like deliver this heartfelt like yeah spirit spirit of christmas monologue so that's my closest <laughs> thing and I, I had a couple close meltdowns there <laughs> uh well i'm not the best person to ask how to handle hecklers because <laughs> i here's i have the perfect defense against hecklers i've lost 60 percent of my hearing like i'm almost deaf so i can't hear what they're saying anyway so i just okay. kind of let it roll off but jacob jacob can tell you how to handle a heckler okay yeah, I mean, you get to a certain point in your in your comedy career where you'll have the muscle to be just off the cuff funnier than the person that's giving you shit. But chances are, after you roast them and everyone laughs, that they're going to still keep trying to say shit to ruin your set. So the best thing for a heckler is every show you do has a host. It's the host's job. And I know because I've hosted a bunch of fucking times to go and shut that dude up as soon as possible yeah. and tell him to just get the fuck out. Just get the do fuck you, out. Do you have a couple go-to lines that you just always have for a heckler that ready to go? or? Uh, not particularly. I mean, I come from, or I'm really into roast comedy, so okay. I just go based off of their appearance yeah. and, and just <laughs> roast them off of how they look, and then that always kills. But, uh, I mean, you have to really stay off the cuff because people are going to kind of tell if it's just yeah. some kind of, you know, predetermined thing you have if someone fucks with you. And I can like, tell I remember you. remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like the, the cliche ones. Hey, so, I mean, something like that would, would definitely work in the yeah. right room. But, I mean, if you're getting heckled at an open mic, the best thing to do is to encourage it. Because if you bomb at an open mic, then there are no repercussions. Yeah, yeah I mean, true. So just do it to to work out how to deal with a heckler. The best thing to do is just get experience with it. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is like um, we started doing roasts um, with the local comedians and stuff like that, just doing different roast shows. That has helped a lot as far as, you know, just being able to come up with something quick. Because the first time we did the roast, I was nervous. And, like, I had to get Jacob to help me with a lot of the roast. Because I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't really know these people all that well. You know, I, I don't, and I don't want to be too mean. But Jacob's like, no, you got to be mean. And, you know, it's just kind of like. For, go for the throat. Yeah, just go yeah. for the throat, man. Because what are they going to do? If they try to kick your ass, the you know, bouncer's going to throw them out. So, yeah. you know, just. Well, yeah. in a world of of everyone being offended about everything. How do you navigate that? Or do you just try to not care about it? Like what's the line there? I mean, uh, the line is pretty uh, clear, you know, I mean, anything you wouldn't joke about in your personal life, don't joke about on stage. I mean, that's always the line. 
Yeah. And I, and it de- depends on what kind of comedy you want to do, too. Like, me and Jacob, we both kind of stay away. For, I mean, we do political jokes, but it's mm. not our thing, you know? Like, because when, you're, uh, when you do political stuff, you're instantly going to divide your audience, no matter what. And sometimes I can't help it <laughs> because something <laughs> just so dumb will happen that I just have to say something about it. But for the most part, I like to stay just, you know, things I personally find funny or things that will happen throughout the the week or whatever. And I try to stay away from politics or anything that people can take offense to because people are are really very thin-skinned these days. Which I think that's, honestly, I think that's a comedian's job is to thicken people up a little bit, honestly. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so what else do you have coming up, Jason? Um, I know you uh, – did you work on that movie Panda? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that movie was out last year, but I helped produce that um, as well as uh, did another liquor store clerk, <laughs> clerk role. <laughs> so, You're getting typecast, so, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be careful. Um, so that's a, a really fun, like – um, just a night of hell for this guy wearing a mask. It's a lot more complicated than that, but it's it's got hints of, of I guess, um, eyes wide shut and mm. things like that. But it's it's more it's a lot different than that too. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. And then and then I just had a couple films come out. Uh, Capone with uh, I got to do a scene with Tom Hardy. Oh, it's sweet. very brief wow. in the movie. Very brief in the movie, but uh, it was so cool to. So, did you get to actually him. meet him or or hang out with him for the the day? Or I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. Uh, we got there, we did a rehearsal, and he said something, and everybody laughed. And I don't know if he was making fun of me or if he <laughs> if I was supposed to be in on the joke. But either way, I just kind of chuckled because he had like a, such a thick accent. Um, and then we actually did the scene, and then afterwards, he was just sitting there on his phone, and I was like debating because i was about to leave if i should go say hi or thank you or whatever take a picture i don't usually do that but he's like one of my favorites Mm -hmm. so um Mm -hmm. but i just was like if he's an asshole i don't want that memory i'd rather just know that i worked with him then i heard from everyone else because i have some friends on the crew that he was like the sweetest guy so i should have gone up and said something i did go up and uh, shake josh trank's hand and thank him i don't know if he uh, knew who I was or what, <laughs> but that was it was cool. And then um, another movie that just is out now is uh, called Think Like a Dog. It's kind of like a fun uh, kids movie. Oh, that's so I cool. got to, uh, that just came out with Josh Duhamel and Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, man, yeah. you, you got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, man. I'm, I'm oh yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you, man. I'd say um, if anything, though, what my favorite experience was True Detective. Um, Mahershala Ali is like if I'm ever lucky enough to be in that position I want to be just like him he was mm-hmm. so friendly and so cool and just professional and just he's a true star yeah that's so cool I forgot you were in that too man you yeah. did too much stuff I can't keep up with you anymore <laughs> <laughs> I did not I did my research <laughs> <laughs> well you kind of got man, I would have been Got off Facebook for a bit. I used to follow everything on Facebook, but yeah, I don't blame you. I'm about to leave Facebook too. So, Ugh. the first time was was by not by choice. I just for some reason, like on my birthday, I woke up and I couldn't log in, and then I submitted like all these support requests, and I didn't even get to get my birthday messages for whatever. I, I guess it got hacked or something. I don't know. Yeah. And so it just I just started a new account a few months ago, but now I'm already like. Through that time, I was like, "Oh, this was kind of nice to not not mm-hmm. be on here." So now I'm debating <laughs> if I should not do it again. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a negative impact on your mental health long term. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I caught myself last night at like three in the morning watching this rabbit hole of videos of like a bunch of people getting beat up by cops, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, this isn't good for anybody." No, like. <laughs> I, I need to stop watching this shit. Yeah. Oh, I got a couple yeah, people it's... in the chat room. How are you doing this evening, fellas, ladies? Hey, hey. If you got any questions, pop them in the chat room and I will ask them. 
But there, um, there aren't any ladies in the chat room, yeah. Jason. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm here. That's true. We we do have a little bit of eye candy this episode. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got that. The the actual actor good looks in yeah, the center of the screen. <laughs> um, I, I was uh, I know I've talked to you, Jason, about it, but I, I've been thinking a lot about podcasting and like mm-hmm. the fiction podcast space. And I just know that you're mm-hmm. such a great writer. So, um, you know, I'd love to see if there's something there or or even just. I really am interested in the stand-up stuff too, so I want to learn more about that. Yeah, uh, I've been just loving watching all your success and kind of seeing you get back into it because I know mm. you were out for a while, and yeah, and so that's really cool. Well, it wasn't by choice; it was by the the world trying to kill us. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy how much I will forget just not being up on the stage in like a month or two, because like my entire mm catalog just fell out of my head man like I, i'm and i got going this was my third week back man and and i i bombed three weeks in a row just because i can't oh, remember wow. anything man i'm like this is awful but hopefully you know bomb three times fourth time is going to be awesome so we'll see what happens uh yeah, next yeah. week i mean in the long term it's it's better for you if you bomb anyways yeah. because if you're doing the same material and killing with it three weeks in a row, then you're never going to change it. And then you take it to a bigger city and everyone's like, that's not funny. And you don't know because you never had to change it on the local scenes. Uh, so how- solo, uh, solo S T X I C. I don't know how to pronounce that in the chat room. Uh, wanted to ask you if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? Wow. Anyone in the world. I probably won't have a very, cool answer um <laughs> well you already met me so you know yeah exactly <laughs> and and you can't um, take that back now <laughs> uh there's a lot of people i mean i think i'll keep it to the film world for for this answer i'd say martin scorsese oh, yeah. uh, just love every yeah. one of his movies and i don't know how long he'll keep doing it so it would be cool to to meet him and talk to him there's so many people in different aspects of life too that i'd like to meet but that in film related that's who it would be yeah let's see i'm trying to think of who i would meet because i i wanted to meet ever since i was a little kid i wanted to meet stan lee (laughs) and that can't happen anymore and when stan lee died i was like okay well i want to meet adam west Mm -hmm. and that can't happen anymore so i guess i would want to meet maybe william shatner or someone like that Nah, I don't know. Who would you meet, Jason? I think I would want to meet Steven Spielberg. Not only oh, to, yeah, I, I want to give him a huge hug for Jurassic Park, but I, then I also want to punch him in the balls for Gremlins because that movie scared what? me to death. I slept uh, with the light on lights on until I was thirteen because of that movie, and that was because of him. <laughs> so he gets a, he gets a nut shot for that movie. <laughs> And I love I Jaws, saw, too. Jaws is one of the best movies ever made. Yep. I saw um, my childhood nightmare was a lot of them came from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> so no I just thought they're bringing, bringing that back. Just that theme song, man. Dude, that theme song would freak me out. It would like come on TV. I'm like, th- th- that means like aliens are coming or somebody's dead. One of the two. <laughs> it wasn't the murder stories. It was like the weird yeah. ghost stories about a kid walking mm-hmm. in the house or, you know, that kind of, I was like, oh, I still think about that. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Those, those freak me out now. Yeah. I'm going to have to download I think that I, theme song and play it. You're going to have to what? That, that, that theme song from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> it's like the that and X-Files are like the two scariest theme songs ever made. That's true, yeah. Did you guys Dude, ever was... see the movie uh, Return to Oz? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that should not be for kids, man. That was the no. freakiest movie Dude, ever. The Wheelers? Yeah. terrified me as a kid, man. I'm like, why would you do this to children? Like the 80s were trying to kill us. I feel like you recommended No, I feel like you recommended that to me, Jason. Dude, you have was it to you watch or was it, it Wally? You have to it might have been one of us. It had to have been one of us because I just watched it about a year ago 
and now it's on Disney yeah. Plus. It's on Disney Plus now, so you can watch it. It is okay. It is pants on head crazy. It's out there, man. Really? Yeah. And it, which, is it from the same universe as um, Wizard of Oz, like a direct sequel? No, no. It's <laughs> no. It's. I mean, it's it's got similar characters, but it's. The thing okay. is totally different. It actually it's like follows, a Tim, Tim Burtonized version. Yeah, it actually oh. it follows Bro, Tim Burton gives me the heebie-jeebies it, it just actually, as a person. It follows more the books than the original movie did. Like the books are crazy, and oh, so this movie okay. was way more closer to the books than the original movie was. I don't think Tim Burton did it, but it just felt like something that he would do. It's yeah. like just that. Yeah, yeah. I know they did a Supernatural episode where. Um, they went to the they went to Oz and it was like straight like almost like straight from the books and like Dorothy was a badass or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> so it's probably it's probably similar to that. Dude, I highly recommend it. Even though it it's still No. <laughs> it, just for the sheer weird factor of it, dude, you've got to watch it. It's so strange. And just think it's like this was a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. And what was the uh, what was the queen's name? Uh, uh, started with an M. What was it? Rampage. Help me out. Uh, what was her name? And she was headless, and she had all the yeah. heads in the glad, and her body would just like walk around with no head, and she would go and grab she could just a head. grab whichever head she yeah. wanted. Yeah, <gasps> that sounds like it sounds like you're describing a scene from Pan's Labyrinth. Like straight up, yeah, yeah. That yeah, sounds like much. Guillermo del Toro shit. Yes, like if Guillermo del Toro and Tim Burton got together and made a movie, it would be Return to Oz. That's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, no, Ozma. That's no, that's that wasn't her name. Scary, dude. Was it Ozma? No, Ozma was the the queen. I don't remember. It was. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now. That movie's so weird. <laughs> so, um, what we <laughs> usually do with our guests. Is we do a uh, we like to ask them uh, top five questions, top five favorite whatever they want to talk about. And Jason decided that since I love retro video games, as you can tell by the posters behind me, we're gonna do top five favorite Nintendo games, NES games, the original Nintendo Entertainment System. And Jacob, yeah. Jacob was still sperm. When uh, the NES was dropped upon the world, and uh, so I, I don't know if you have too much uh, knowledge of the original NES era. No, I do. I, I'm definitely into retro games and everything. Oh yeah, Sergeant Sketch is in the chat room, and he said the weird couch moose head flying contraption. Uh, oh yeah. What was his name? What was that thing called? <laughs> it's so weird. That movie's like, that movie is like whoever made that movie was on cocaine and acid. Oh I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm all yeah. freaked out now. Um, so we're gonna start with a top five favorite NES games, and we let the the guests go first. So uh, Jason, what is your number five favorite Nintendo game? Okay, so I'm gonna do a little curveball on the fifth one. Um, number five, I did Back to the Future. Ew, and you like that reason game? Being, <laughs> no, reason, reason, hold on, reason being, I hate the game so much because I could never get past the damn uh, milk shop, milk yeah. shop, what it was, the diner scene. Yeah. Uh, I could never get past it, so um, I played it endlessly, and I, I think I rented, I never, I don't think I ever owned it, but I'd always go rent it every weekend, like my yeah. mom would bring me on Friday nights to get a game for the weekend. Yeah. And I just kept doing that over and over again. So I hate it, but I love it because <laughs> I want to beat it. I get it. Uh, Mombi was her name because they, they started typing it in the chat room. Mombi. Mm. Ah, that, yeah. Dude, just go watch the movie. Uh, number five for, uh, okay. for me. <laughs> for me, my number five. And, and no, Jason, I can't go with that because uh, Back to the Future was, was so disappointing as a kid because <laughs> I remember renting it and being like, I loved Back to the Future so much. And I was like, oh, my God, they made a game. And it had nothing to do with the movies. I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to run down the street collecting clocks. <laughs> okay. You have to, to ride on a skateboard. And yeah, on, I guess so. But then, like, they did, the, like you said, the diner scene, which, you know, he's throwing the malts across the screen. I'm like, what is happening? 
What is it? Where's Doc? Give me Doc. Um, so my number five is Ninja Gaiden, which was my white whale for 30 years, and I just beat it a few months ago uh, on Twitch, and there is an actual clip of me beating that stupid game after 30 years. And I love the music. I love the, uh, the, the pace of it, the perfect controls. One of the greatest video games ever made. Yeah, okay. see, that surprises me because I thought that Ninja Gaiden was going to be your number one. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your number five, Jacob? <laughs> uh, my number five is Battletoads. Oh. I fucking love Battletoads. Oh, can you even Fuck get you, past... Can you even get past that weird hover bike uh, tunnel area? Well, no, but I still love <laughs> Battletoads. <laughs> it's just, it's underrated to me because everyone talks about Ninja Turtles, but no one talks about Battletoads, and they're the same fucking thing. And I really like the Battletoads game better than the Ninja Turtles game. <sighs> yeah, I don't even know if that, I think that there is no game after the tunnel because I, I don't think that anybody ever made it past <laughs> the tunnel. There is no game after that. It's like if you finish the tunnel, it's like you win. <laughs> that that game is just absolute just garbage for children. <laughs> so Jason, what is your uh what is your number 4? Uh number 4 for me is Oh, you yes. you, cu- you cut out there for a second. What was it? Uh Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Oh, yes. Yes. I love Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I still can't beat Mike Tyson though. No. Even I uh, eventually, I'll admit, I, w- I used the cheat code to get to him, and I still couldn't beat him. <laughs> I tried over and over again. The bad thing but is, I did it legitimate. Oh, you What's get that? you go through the whole game, and you wreck. You start to learn each of the the fighters' different um, tells and stuff that they have. But Mike Tyson doesn't have any. He's just random, and that's the worst part about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Well, my OBS. Do you think that's? What's wrong with OBS? Uh, my OBS disconnected for some reason. Okay. Yeah, oh, do we do we look all fucky now? Uh, no, we're, <laughs> we're reconnected now. So, God, I'm getting some okay. bad bit rates, man. Hold on, on real quick. Do you think that Mike Tyson's punch out is harder, or a Vander Holyfield's real deal boxing is harder? <laughs> I don't think I ever mm. played that. I don't think I did either. I have it for the Sega Genesis. I have an original Sega Genesis sitting right there. I'm looking wow. at it, and I have. A vendor only feels real deal boxing, and I can't get past the first boxer. <laughs> it's fuck. It's fucking brutal, dude. It's the most brutal boxing game I've ever played in my entire life. He was like, "I am not gonna let Tyson win this one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he got his ear bit off. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> you know he didn't program it himself, right? <laughs> oh man. Uh, so where are we at? Yeah, but he agreed to put his face on it. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're at your number four, Jason. Okay, uh, Mega Man Two is uh, my number four. I love Mega Man Two so much. I I just beat that game a few years ago. It took me, you know, thirty years to beat it, but I finally beat it. And uh, seems like I get better at games as I get older. But then again, I have my patience is shorter, so I think I just play harder to actually <laughs> get through the game. But yeah, um, Mega Man Two is still one of my all-time favorites. So yeah, I see you? you talking about that a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to review um, Mega Man 1 for the uh, Nerd Cave Retro that's coming up Wednesday. And uh, I'm going to be finishing up playing Mega yeah. Man on my stream this Sunday. So if you want to watch me play Mega Man badly, be right here at 4 p.m. <laughs> Central on Sunday. <laughs> so what about you, this Jay? Episode what- of Open Mic- this episode of Open Micros is brought to you by Nerd Cave Retro. Yes. <laughs> you have to give you have to give me money now, Jason. Okay, I'll give you um, a couple bucks. Oh, so my number four is one of your favorite games of all time, Final Fantasy. <sighs> <laughs> I love the original Final Fantasy. I I actually never played it for the NES. I played it for the uh, original PlayStation, and uh, I I don't have an original. Oh! <laughs> For everyone that that didn't tune in early, he got this new fucking soundboard sounds. 
and he played them for me, and I was waiting for him to use uh, one. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use them right on you, man. I uh, but I loved it though, cause like I I I played it on the PS2, and I did I didn't have I don't have a PlayStation memory card, mm-hmm. so I can't save any PlayStation games on the PS2. Ugh. So I just. I remember getting just as far as I can in the original Final Fantasy before I had to turn it off. Yeah. And I think, I think we I all know, had I, that. I love it. We all had that problem with the PlayStation back in the day. Nobody had a memory card ever. So it was like, oh, we got to yeah. play all these games in one shot. Because freaking memory cards were 50 bucks. But uh, what about you, Jason? What's your number three? Number three is Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl. Yes. The Tecmo Bowl games were so good, especially if, if you yeah, were lucky I, enough to pick Bo Jackson, you were going to win exactly. every time. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was That's, so overpowered. It's amazing. And, and uh, big hurt. Barry, <laughs> Barry um, what's his name? Barry, Barry Sanders, Sanders yeah. on the Lions, too. God, that game was so fun. I wish they would do an updated version of tech mobile, but just like the same play style, like really simple play style, but like with today's graphics, I think that would be so awesome. And with the old players too, like give me Bo Jackson and Barry Sanders and uh, yeah. all those dudes, man, like Joe Montana, everybody, Jerry Rice. That'd be so awesome. Love that game. Uh, for my number what three. I, what I loved. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just, just going to say what I loved about that game was, it didn't matter if you were down a thousand points. If you scored a touchdown, they were like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course." Uh, let's see. And my number three is where my obsession with the uh, the classic monsters comes from. Because my number three is Castlevania, and Ooh. the roots the roots of Monsters Anonymous began with Castlevania back in 1987. Because this game introduced me like i knew about dracula and stuff like that but man this game really like brought it home that these monsters these old monsters were cool you know like the mummy frankenstein dracula and you got to fight them all in this game and it's hard as shit but man the creepiness of it the music like everything about that game is just nes perfection So I guess that's it. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Jacob? What's your number three? Uh, my number three is Mike Tyson's Punch Out. There you go. Uh, I'm a huge bo- Yeah, I'm a huge boxing fan. I love boxing games, and that's essentially where every boxing game came from. Like you know, it, I mean, if it wasn't Mike, I, I'm gonna say. Gonna I, say Jason? I think Mike Tyson's Punch Out is probably the 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 best boxing game that's ever been made. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely if you love the classics, uh, and, and they they really haven't made any boxing games past the Xbox 360 era. So, I mean, when you when you look at uh, nostalgia factor versus the fact of Mike Tyson is actually in the game, how hard the game is. Everything like that. Like, I, I think I would agree. Yeah. And it's so it's so simple. Like, how, how much can you move? Like, left, right? That's mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I remember playing a lot of boxing games for the Xbox, the original Xbox. Um, me and my buddy used to play. And I don't remember which boxing game it was. I remember we did have a Rocky game that we used to play a lot, too. But yeah, man, nothing will ever be as cool as as Mike Tyson's punch out. There's just something about that game that just has transcended generation, you know, like just it, like people still play the hell out of that game today. As far as like speed running and stuff, like it's crazy. The, the stuff that people will do in that game. And man, Mike Tyson is probably the hardest final final boss of any Nintendo game there's ever been. Um, let's see, really bad network. No, it wasn't you, Rampage. It was me. Uh, for some reason, my uh, OBS disconnected, but um, it should be back and back and looking okay now. Like I got a bad bit rate, but we'll do what we can here. Um, so where are we at now? I forgot. 
Oh, oh we're on Jason's number two. Yeah, you're number two, Mr. Edwards. I'm going a classic uh, Contra. Oh, dude, I forgot to put Contra down. <laughs> Contra's where so it good. All, where all uh, cheat codes yes. are referenced. Dude, Contra is still one of the greatest games ever made because it not only is it two-player, but it's one of those games that, like, it's just so fun to sit and play with somebody else. Like, yeah. I had so you many... You don't have to wait for the other person to play. Yeah. You're both going for it. And I you am. have to, like, keep up with the other guy because how many times have you tried to make a yeah. jump and the guy's still <laughs> lagging back behind and fucks you up your jump? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I have so many good, like, weekend memories of having sleepovers and stuff and just staying up all night, like, drinking soda, eating pizza, and just playing Contra all night. Like, that game was so good. I actually have a... Uh, a video on my YouTube where I actually played the whole thing and beat it in 32 minutes because you put in that Konami code. It goes from the hardest game ever to the easiest game ever (laughs) and and up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. And everybody remembers that code, man. It even works on Gradius and every, and pretty much every Konami game has that code hidden in it somewhere. But uh, let's see my number two. Is of course Super Mario Brothers Three. Of course, you can see the uh, the poster <laughs> behind me that uh, has been signed by uh, Mr. Mario himself. And um, I don't know. It's, it's me and Derek have had this uh, uh, ongoing discussion of which is the better game, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo or uh, Super Mario Brothers Three. I'm still going to hold strong with saying that Super Mario Brothers 3 is still the best Mario game ever made, and I'm going to hold with that because everything that we know of Mario up till today started with 3. And um, especially, you know, go moving into Super Mario Bro- Mario World, like with the flying aspects and all, everything that M- Mario was known for afterwards started with this game, and it was so long and so hard and just man, it was NES goodness, man. The music, the graphics, everything. Then the reveal and the wizard. And I don't know if you guys have seen the wizard. That is the greatest ninety-minute commercial for Nintendo that's ever been made. You gotta watch that movie. <laughs> I I know you guys have to have at least heard of the wizard. No, no. no. So here's your homework. Oh, oh, the, the, the wizard with the, the kid that goes to play the game? Yeah, he's got the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love oh, the power oh, yeah. glove. I it's so movie. bad. I, I forgot all about it till just now. But yeah, that that movie, the, that's where the, the Super Mario Brothers 3 reveal came from, was that yeah. movie. Now it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta watch it. So that's, that's your, your weekend homework, Jacob. You gotta watch uh, Return to Oz and The Wizard. You gotta watch those two movies. Okay. The wizard, the wizard, just like is everything. It just like made yeah. every kid want to go to California and play in a. Oh yeah, it's like the the beginning of esports. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it was because of that movie they did the Nintendo World Championships in 1990, and I wanted to go to it so bad. I was like, oh my god, I love that movie so much. I had it on VHS and wore it out. Like the it was almost unwatchable after about a year or so because I watched that movie every day. Uh, so what about you, Jacob? What's your number two? My number two is the first Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I really liked... Um, it has a lot of originality to me because that's the... Um, I guess the earliest Mario Bros I've played. Like, I haven't played anything before Super Mario Bros. So to me, that's essentially the first game. And I would always go to my grandma's house and play it on, um, I think, Super Nintendo. I think I played it on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo because yeah, she didn't have an NES. Yeah, they had put it up, re- and, they uh, put it out again for Super Mario All-Stars with the updated graphics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I would play that version and I would die on the first Goomba because I was like six. <laughs> but I don't know. It has a lot of good memories for me. And, yeah. and everyone still plays it on emulators and shit. Oh, so. of course. Dude, have you seen some of the speed runs for that game, the first Super Mario Brothers game? They can, be- yeah, they can beat it in like four minutes. It's crazy. It, uh, Jason, that's your homework 
when you leave here, go on YouTube watch and speed run. watch the Super Mario Brothers speed run. Um, so what is your number one, Mr. Edwards? My number one is the same as Jacob's number two, Super Mario. I'll also throw in Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. But it's <laughs> because so much nostalgia, it's like where I, I mean, I would, it was part of my prayers at night was to beat Mario, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to beat Super Mario <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid. And, and then Duck Hunt, um, it was like a bonding thing with my sister and I where I learned that with the player two controller, you could control yeah. the ducks. And so every time she was shooting the ducks, I would make them mm-hmm. zigzag back and forth. And she was like, why is it so much hard? Why is it so hard when I do it? <laughs> and just recently I told her like years, uh, years later. So, um, but yeah, the, just everything about that, that game. I mean, it may not necessarily be the best story and everything, but it just, it started me on loving games. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, Seth Rogen had tweeted that out not a couple of years ago about how you could uh, um, control the the ducks with the second controller, and everybody was like, "How could we not know this?" I'm like, "How did you not know this? Like, I knew this yeah. as a kid. Like, that's how you trolled your friends." <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, uh, hello, uh, Chavo. Uh, I can't say your last see your last name because I'm blind. But welcome to the uh, the chat room. Um, Rampage said his first boxing game on NES was Ring King. Uh, I loved Ring King. Ring King was actually yeah. a pretty good game. Um, yeah. But it was definitely different I, than than uh, uh, Punch-Out was. Yeah, I actually collect old boxing games. I haven't had the chance to get my hands on Ring King. Yeah. Ring King's a good game. It's actually not that expensive if you can find it, uh, like at the retro stores. So on this, they're usually probably about seven, eight bucks. Yeah, the the only uh, retro game store I know around here is all the way in Gulfport. Yeah, I hardly ever go out there. That's so. the one I go to. Um, let's see. Uh, so where are we at? Uh, where are we at now? You're number one. We're at your number one. Oh, my number one? My number one is a game that not a lot of people, I guess not a lot of people know of, but it was a Nintendo property that came out with this game. It's called Star Tropics. And it's sort of like... Um, it's what Zelda 2 should have been. It's really cool because you have this overworld where you're you land on this your your name is Mike and you're looking for your uncle and you land on this <laughs> island and he, your uncle has disappeared so you go and talk to these villagers and your your uncle's been kidnapped so you go on this huge adventure to all these different islands and stuff and you have this overworld but then you go in these dungeons and it's like uh, Legend of Zelda style dungeons and you're trying to put together like puzzles and all different kind of stuff and it turned out to be like my absolute favorite game for the Nintendo and they did do a sequel for it called Zoda's Revenge in 94 which was weird because like why would you put it out on the Nintendo when the Super Nintendo's been out for four years at that point the Nintendo was on like in its last days, so they just kind of let Star Tropics just kind of die on the vine, and it's it's awful because it should have been one of those franchises that that should still be around today, like Metroid or you know like Animal Crossing, like it should still be around because that game was so good, and it's actually if you have a Switch, you can play it on uh, if you have the the Switch Online. Uh, under the uh, the Nintendo stuff, you can actually play it for free, and I mm. highly highly suggest it. And um, it did something cool too. When you got the game, uh, you actually got a letter from your uncle, and this was a way for Nintendo to get around the piracy acts uh, piracy in the eighties. What they did was there was a point in the game when you're in your submarine and you have to put in some coordinates. But the only way to get the coordinates were to take that letter that your uncle gave you in the the you know the in the booklet and dip it in water because it had disappearing oh. ink, and that's how you got the code. And I'm like, well, what about kids that rented this game that didn't have it? Like you you didn't have the internet to look it up back then. Like you were screwed if you didn't have it. You're like, what do I put in here? <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a really cool game, and I highly, highly recommend you guys play it if you if you get the chance. 
Yeah, honestly, it sounded pretty stupid until you mentioned the spy thing with the note, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty fucking yeah. cool." <laughs> your name, your name's Mike, and your uncle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you get really cool weapons. Like you're this dude named Mike, and he's a baseball player, and he, like you get this, um, dude. You you get uh, your weapon is a yo-yo, but you get to like upgrade it throughout the game so by the time you're at the end of the game you've got this huge yo-yo that's like a mace that you just whip in everything's ass with this yo-yo it's it sounds weird but it's so cool it's great i i recommend it shut up Jim. leave it up to jason who to to, to pick who's a, a number one that's like the most hipster bullshit no one's ever heard of. Oh, it's like, shut up. yeah, man, you get a yo-yo and it turns into a mace, <laughs> and you get your name's Mike, and, and you have to find your uncle, and there's this letter that you have to dip in water, dude. <laughs> I've never played any game like that ever. You have a fanny pack of of hacky sacks. Hold on, I gotta stop the stream real quick and restart. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna be. I don't think we're gonna be able to use the video from this. Because this stream oh, really? is just—it's it? just not stable at all. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. Has the has the audio been continuous? Yeah, audio, at least? audio's been great. It's just—I don't know what's up with the, uh, what's going on with the video here. OBS is just come on, like it's not That's even right. streaming right now. Like, what is happening? Let me stop the stream we'll just, real quick. We'll just put it on Libsyn and uh, not put it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Let me let me check something real quick. Uh, let me know when we we start streaming again. All right. See, like now it's like stopping stream. Like just stop the stream. Okay. All right. I'm starting it again. Hopefully. All right. All right. Are we back? Yeah, I think so. We got some kilobytes going, so we'll see. That's good. <laughs> All right. I think we're up to my number one. Yeah. My number one was your number two. It's Super Mario Bros. 3. Yes. I And, and I want to see if I'm remembering this correctly, see if I'm remembering the right game. But Super Mario Bros. 3 is the game where you get the yellow cape and the Yoshis that you can ride and no, everything, right? No, that is Super Mario World. No. Oh, is it? You, yeah, Super Mario sure? Brothers Three is where you get the uh, the raccoon the tail. tail. The raccoon. Yeah. Okay, but you, do you still get the uh, Yoshi eggs that hatch and you have to ride? No, no, you get no Yoshi. No in Mario Three. Yoshi didn't come in till Super Mario World. Okay, I must be thinking about a different uh, Mario. 3 you probably or played there. it on the Super Mario All Stars disc. Uh, cart because it was you on know that what? one as well i think i did but yeah. i still like super mario bros 3 though just with the raccoon and everything i'm just gonna save face and say i remember it because i remember the wrong <laughs> well, one yeah, i mean it doesn't have to be nintendo i mean you can say super mario world i'll let you i'll let you slide with that yeah i, I like that game it's like you get to ride the yoshis and then to make a jump you just say fuck you yoshi yeah. and then you like jump really high <laughs> and you get like the cape and yeah. everything you can like hit people with your cape yeah yeah there's one part of the game where you actually have to kill yoshi to get to uh, another part you have to jump up and then jump off of yoshi to get to another platform yeah. and i and i remember being a kid just sitting there going i can't I can't sacrifice <laughs> Yoshi. I can't do it. It's not cool. I did man. it just to make. I did it just to make single jumps, just to fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like get the fuck out of here. I'll get another one. <laughs> so that's 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 my number one because I like killing Yoshi. Yeah. Oh well. So that uh, that brings us to the end of the show, fellas. That was really really fun. And uh, Jason, thank you, thank you for coming on, man. It's been it's been yes. too long, my friend. We need to we need to get together once this COVID crap is over with, and uh, actually see each other in person because we do a lot of talking on the phone. But you know, we need to actually see each other in person. And uh, yeah, thank thank you so much for having me and Jacob. Great meeting you, and thanks for the confidence yes, and the. And the stand up my commitment. Yeah. I will do I will do stand up 
I want to say before the end of the year somehow. Uh, it, some yeah. steps in that direction. Dude, come over this way yet. too. You you can do it over here as well. If you're a little nervous about doing it in New Orleans, just come over here and uh, we'll do it at the juke joint where we did the uh, okay. the Monsters Anonymous. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the after party. So we do it there on Tuesday nights. Just come over. You don't even have to do it. You can just come in and watch. And if you feel like getting yeah. up, you can. If not, no big deal. Cool. And uh, so tell it before we go. Tell everybody where uh, where they can find you at on the internet. Uh, mostly um, Instagram and Facebook at Jason Edwards TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm revamping my website, so that's not a good place. But I'm always on Instagram. It's become my new favorite for now. So that would be a great place, mm-hmm. and I'll connect with you. Yep. Uh, I think I'm pretty much going to go to Twitter and Instagram full time too, because Facebook is a dumpster fire <laughs> right now. So, Jacob, anything you want to tell the people before we leave here tonight? Yes, thank you again, Mr. Jason Edwards. Great to meet you, man. Uh, Anytime you need advice with stand-up or whatever, I'm always here in your corner. Uh, Facebook is a dumpster fire, guys, but (laughs) I'm running the Open Micers Facebook still. And when we get to 1,000 likes, Mm -hmm. we're going to do something really, really fucking cool. And we don't know what it is yet because we're going to ask you guys once we get to a thousand likes what you want to see. Yes. But you need to invite your friends to like our Facebook page, and I, I will you not can send us a message. I will not shave Jacob's ass for a thousand viewers. I will not do it. So that is not an option. <laughs> for a thousand views, we're going to shave Jason's head. <laughs> Jason Edwards' head. A, no. Now we're going to shave your head. It's a okay. huge waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we're, we're going to do something really cool. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, just send us a message on Facebook, Twitter. You can email us at openmicrospodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And we're going to make T-shirts soon and probably sell them to you guys. Absolutely. And also, if you uh, like you said, if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter, it's at openmicrospodcast. Uh, also, openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We don't have an Instagram yet, but we're going to get that soon. And like I said, if you if you know someone that would love to be on the show or want to be on the show, just get a hold of us. Anywhere. Anywhere fine podcasts are sold. So we'll see you guys next week right here on Thursday night. We will be uh, deciding who wins the big gold belt. Hopefully that Brandon Rutledge will provide. Yes. Um, And then this Sunday, after you watch Jason conquer Mega Man, head over to the Derek Diamond Experience Facebook page where I'll be doing my second live interview. So I I did one this past Sunday and actually had uh, quite a bit of fun with it and had a good turnout. I'll be uh, not reviewing, but I'll be interviewing... Uh, actor, writer, director Mike Mayhall, who's actually up for an Emmy Ooh. for his show uh, Bronx SIU, and the Emmys are actually this Friday, so I could be interviewing a new Emmy award winner. Fantastic! And if not, then then we'll have fun with it anyway. So he's originally from New Orleans, so he's a locally based actor who's you know had some good success. So. Awesome. We'll be uh, chatting about his career and hopefully uh, an Emmy win. Uh, that'll be this Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time at Facebook.com slash Podcast. And for myself, be right here tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for a new edition of the Open Micers Podcast, where we're going to be talking to actor Jason Edwards, who you have seen in Preacher, uh, CSI. He's been in a lot of stuff. And um, he was also in a little movie called Monsters Anonymous. And he was the producer of Monsters Anonymous as well. So join us tomorrow night where we talk with Jason Edwards. And we're going to do our top five favorite Nintendo games. We always like to do a top five with our guests. And that was what he wanted to do. So I was like, I'm down with that. And um, we're doing that right here. 7 p.m. tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, right here on my Twitch channel. And then, like Derek said, I'll be back here at 4 o'clock Central on Sunday to play Mega Man badly so you can join me for that. 
And uh, I think that's just about it. Anything else before we go this evening? Real quick, for those who live in Pensacola, tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this, the uh, the day it comes out on the download, I'll be hosting 90s Trivia at Blue Wahoo Stadium. Come out. We have drink specials, $2 beers. <laughs> Can't beat that. So, <laughs> And then on Saturday at 7 p.m., we'll be showing Sonic the Hedgehog here at Blue Wahoo Stadium. Tickets are only 5 bucks, so come on out. You can sit in a seat. You can sit on the field. Sit wherever you want and watch the biggest surprise movie of 2020. Yeah, go uh, go have as much fun and drink as much as you can because it looks like Florida's going to be uh, walled off <laughs> in the next few weeks. <laughs> we're, we're just going to cut the state off of the rest of the U.S. And we're just going to be our own island. Yeah, you're going to be like uh, New York in Escape from New York. It's just going to be like, no one goes there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, but if yeah. you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, where you can go throw us a couple of bucks a month to keep the lights on over here and we are and keep us over that $50 level so we can keep doing the uh, commentary tracks for you every month. And uh, if you can't do that, can't throw us a buck, we understand times are hard. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. If you can, because Discord is not being friendly. <laughs> May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs>